The Healing Lives Center is a center for sex, trauma, and marriage education and transformation and has the critical mission to strengthen that which God created and values, marriages and the nuclear family. Dr. Gilbert, your host, aims to provide important teaching on tough topics, great interviews and conversations, and tools just for you, all emphasizing a biblical worldview. Join us now with today's feature. Welcome to the Family Features Podcast. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and today I have a great conversation with Carrie Schmidt. So thank you, Carrie, for coming on. Thank you, Dr. Corey, for having me on. I'm excited to be here today. Yes, looking forward to what you can bring to us and kind of your journey um, the, the adventure of life you've been on, but also the tools you've developed because of that, which is kind of cool to see how, how that works. So I guess, tell us a little bit of kind of where you're at and what brought you here. Absolutely. Um, right now I am an author, so I just published my first book. Thank you. It's called behind the screen. I just launched it on June 1st. I'm a speaker and life and business success coach. So I offer a variety of different life coaching programs and I do business consulting services. And my dream, my mission is to reach, teach, and transform lives globally by helping people raise their level of consciousness and helping um, raise mental health awareness, because I believe mental health is the most important health that we should be focused on. Yeah, and I, pe- I think people know and understand mental health, and I know we need to talk more about it and make it more um, normalized, if you will. We all have one. But what about level of consciousness? What does that mean? Your awareness to the power that you have, the passion and the purpose that is inside of you. And I believe that um, most people are conditioned to believe in limitations and certain things that hold them back from living out their purpose in this lifetime. So just raising their level of awareness and consciousness to the power they hold. And it's amazing to think about that. Um, I think a lot of us can easily dismiss that. And I think many do, but the idea that we either do one of the two extremes, we tell every kid they can be anything they want and we're lying to them because sorry, you can't. But then in the other extreme is what are those limitations that are put on ourselves because of expectations of those around us? Yeah. And so like, I'm not very good at school. So therefore this, this, and this, I'm not very talented here, but you can learn. So what did you learn on this journey? Because a lot of this is very personal to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I learned that your mindset shapes your reality. Um, I talk a lot in the book about energy, vibration, and frequency. Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein understood the fundamentals of the universe in the 1900s, but here it is 2022 and we're still not associating these with the root of life. I mean, everything depends upon your energy mm-hmm. and where your energy is vibrating. You can vibrate at a high vibrational frequency or you can vibrate at a low vibrational frequency. And low is anger, jealousy, fear, envy. Those are leveled on a dense level, whereas gratitude, hope, compassion, love are vibrating at a higher level. And there's a thing called the law of resonance. And it says that, you know, you'll attract basically who you are. And sometimes we need to get, um, get real with ourselves and start to notice our way of thinking and feeling, which determines the level at which we vibrate and realize that our thinking and feeling 
um, creates our actions or act actions and or reactions, and those in turn create our results. So sometimes we think, you know, I'm stuck or I can't do this or whatever the becauses are, you know, I help my clients kind of reframe that way of thinking and say, I can, I will, I am vibrate at a higher level so that you can attract and resonate with, um, higher energies. And I think the language that you're using I love it. I've heard it a lot through my own research and my own reading, but I think a lot of the people listening have not. I think that right. we actually get afraid of that kind of language of energy and vibrations and all that. Yet every single interaction I have with another person, I'm either drawn to them or I'm kind of a little bit of a pushback. And we don't think about that as energy. Every room we walk into, and I think my favorite example of that is when you might be sitting somewhere in an office or somewhere and someone walks in the room and you feel them mm-hmm. like, no, you didn't feel them, but what, yeah, you did. There's an energy. And then they walk in the room. We don't think of it that way. So to understand. A friend of mine, yeah. Ahead. A friend of mine once said, um, your energy introduces you before you even speak. Oh, I love that. Oh, I really it's do love very that. Very true. Yes, it does. Yeah. And so we're giving that off. And then you mentioned mindset. So then what I believe about my capabilities, my, you know, what I can and can't do, um, what I can accomplish, who I am matters so much. Yep. And what I believe about the room I'm about to enter or Mm -hmm. the team that I'm about to interact with, Mm -hmm. you can come in with a negative mindset, negative energy because of your viewpoint of the situation and the preconceived notions. Right. The power exists in the moment when I can pause and become aware of my way of thinking or feeling and shift that perspective before I even show up, because mm-hmm. it's all about your energy when you show up. Yeah. It made me actually think of the, the routines that a lot of athletes go through those right before that they're on mm-hmm. and the routines that they actually go through help center them, help focus them help get all the the craziness into the background. Yep. I say, um, I I always start my coaching classes with my clients is we do, um, a state of being, we, we do a check-in to see where we're at and we will identify what we're grateful for and proud of. Mm-hmm. And we pause and breathe into the present moment, which actually calms your central, central nervous system, allows you to regain that balance and composure so that if you're out of alignment with your vision or dream of mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve, you pause, breathe in to kind of become in harmony with that, which is basically re-energizing your energy to that frequency of where, you know, your dream or goal is. Mm-hmm. Maybe think of something I t- teach in one of my trauma classes is the idea of echo of praise that what I, in a sense, send out, there's this echo back. And so how I relate to people, again, something we don't tend to think about in, in that energy level So tell me more about how you ended up in the job and career of writing this book, like your story. How did you get here? Uh, It's a long story. Um, (laughs) I'll start when I graduated college. Um, I graduated with a marketing management degree and 
Um, I was working for a chiropractor as a marketing director when I found out I was pregnant and I had my son who I call my angel baby. I say, God planted the seed in me when I needed to change. And when I needed to wake up at that point in time in my life, um, it was a divine seed. (laughs) (laughs) So the birth of my son was really a wake up call for me. And I, I've raised him on my own since he was born. Mm -hmm. So I devoted the first four years of his life to my son and my career. So I started with the manufacturing company in the Pittsburgh area um, as a customer service representative. And over the course of 10 years, I just kind of climbed the corporate ladder. Um, I'm a type of person where I'm a problem solver. Continuous improvement is in my blood and I love to just see results. So I went from being CSR manager to logistics manager to quality assurance manager, continuous improvement manager, plant manager, until I was ultimately the general manager of a hundred million dollar manufacturing facility. So I, I was very dedicated and diligent to be able to provide for my son and myself without needing or wanting anything from anyone else. It was just this, you know, single mom gung-ho, I'm going to make this happen. And I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to that point where it was kind of like, okay, I feel like I've reached the top of where (laughs) I was trying to go. Mm -hmm. And I realized that money and a title doesn't um, fulfill you or me. It it didn't fulfill me to the point that I thought it would. So that's when I started kind of searching for, I, I say I went on a spiritual journey, right? Um, and I started looking at different life coaches, life coaching programs. Um, I ended up hooking up with Mary Morrissey in the dream builder program. So I went out to Los Angeles, studied with Mary Morrissey and a ton of different transformational spiritual leaders. I became a certified life mastery consultant, and I decided to leave corporate America and start my own business. Wow. So I am the founder and CEO of Infinite Solutions. I put the soul in solutions. And now I provide life coaching and business consulting services. And it's been a true blessing. It's been a journey of transformation, I say. Um, And I just have felt like I have have a voice. And Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that doesn't just go with what everybody else is doing. I like to do what makes sense. And if something doesn't make sense, I'll go the other way. Um, And I just think we need more leaders in our world to lead this movement of just making this world a better place and spreading more love instead of fear. And that's, that's the purpose of my book. And that's really the mission that I'm on now. Nice. And in your book, you really, really developed a great kind of transformation process, like the system of transformation. Uh, Tell us about that. How did that come about and how can others benefit from that? Um, So I, you know, I coach certain programs for people and I've kind of seen the way that people can Mm -hmm. transform their life. I mean, turn their dreams into reality. I've been doing it for over 10 years now. And I started to notice these unconscious behavior patterns or self-sabotaging habits in my own self that I said, okay, I want to change this. And I talk about um, like having resent unconscious resentment for my mother. Um, She's always been there to help me as being a single parent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, for some reason, I would like unconsciously just get upset, triggered by her. And I didn't like the way that I was showing up to our relationship. So I started to get curious about that and apply tools from, you know, all, a lot of different programs together. And I realized that this really works. So I teach people how to identify their unconscious behavior patterns that are negatively impacting their results in life. It could be your health and well-being, you know, love and relationships, your career, and start to get curious about those. And that's step one is to tag it. So I'm going to become aware that I have this pattern and I need to, I need to change it. So I'm going to identify it. Step two is to go back in your memory bank and remember when was the first time I was introduced to this way of thinking, feeling, or this type of behavior, Mm -hmm. because what we may not realize as humans, that we have a supercomputer in our minds. It's, it's the brain is a supercomputer. The subconscious mind is almost like the software that's installed and during childhood, our brainwave frequency from zero to seven is a theta. Um, it's measured in theta, which is, um, it's more of like a download. So kids, everything they see, everything they're exposed to gets downloaded into the program. And that subconscious mind is there to store and retrieve, store and retrieve. Mm -hmm. So it's storing, Right. And then we grow up and we have these beliefs or these thought patterns that continue to get retrieved by the supercomputer. And we don't realize that it's playing. And until we become aware or conscious of it, that's raising your level of consciousness. um, That'll give you the power. So I help people go back into the subconscious program, identify what was the program that was installed. Mm -hmm. We have to remember it. We have to feel the way we felt back then, because a lot of times we don't process that energy because feelings are emotions or energy in motion, or they could become stuck. Love it. Um, and then step four is really important because you have to flip it. You see, we walk through life with our blinders on and we think, you know, you did this. But when you point your finger, realize there's three other ones pointing back at you. <laughs> yep. I contribute too. Um, So I think we need to flip the perspective sometimes and see it from a different story. I use a story about my dad um, in the book where my dad and my mom got divorced when I was eight. There was a lot of fighting when I was little. And my dad used to yell and he'd get really mad because my mom started working and she would wear skirts to work. Well, that wasn't okay. So, you know, I look back and, and see the resentment that I have is kind of a byproduct from my childhood. Um, but also to take it further, my father was raised by a mean old German dad. I never met my grandpa, but I heard that he was very mean. And um, him and my grandmother came over on the boat from Germany. Mm-hmm. My grandmother raised eight kids, never got a job, never left the house, never even got her driver's license. So my father was raised in this environment. And so when he's in a marriage, he's thinking the same thing because his faulty program is you don't do that. (laughs) Right. And so those faulty programs get passed down to us, generation, family, you know, whatever it is. And we have to break the cycle. 
we break the cycle by starting to see it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not our fault that we got this download, right? But we can become aware of it so we can change it. And all change starts with me, you. You can't change anyone else, but you can change yourself and you can transform yourself. Um, So that's step four of the seven step system. Nice. That's that just that alone, just stopping there. It's amazing how much is missed when we don't do that. When we don't tag it, remember it, flip it, feel it, flip it. I love those yep. the way that you simplified those very well. We Thank have to you. need to name it. We need to look backwards. We see our programming. And then we need to deal with that programming. Deal with yeah. and I love that piece. You, you usually don't hear this other one that you said, the looking at it from a different lens, a different perspective. It really does change how we see our parents or how we see traumas and other problems that we went through as a kid but that birth to seven is the one of the most critical developmental stages is the most critical developmental stage of our life Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't uh, at least in my work with parents they don't see it that way they see birth to four five six like survival mode (laughs) yep and then maybe six and seven they're starting to engage in t-ball or something yep it's no this is so pivotal which is why when you look at other cultures where kids are to be seen and not heard and kids are just off to the side. There's a reason why there's trauma from that. Like there's a result from that where in America, we started getting something right in terms of focusing on family and focusing on even the early developmental stages of children, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we've lost something, uh, which is sounds like is your heart and passion is to almost kind of reorient people back to, you do have a lot more control than you realize. Yes, that's that's yeah. a get. That's it. We yeah. have the power. We're equipped mm-hmm. with everything that we need. It's just becoming aware of it and, like and said, learning how to use it. And who sabotages it? We do. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm the problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I get them. But I also way. think if we could teach emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. start teaching emotional intelligence in elementary school middle school, high school, it should actually be a curriculum, like a, its own subject, because if we learned how to deal with our emotions at a young age, we might be much more capable adults in Mm -hmm. the world today. But I think people think we have done that in terms of emotional intelligence, but it's turned into now they are like the most important information and data point of my life. And they define me. And I'm like, no, we went off the rails right there. Yeah. I actually say my emotions are bad data most of the time. They're data, they're important, but I don't lean on them. They're not my definition. They're important to learn from. They tell me, wow, I'm actually not where I want to be. They help mm-hmm. me, but I need to make the conscious decision to go, I'm having a bad day. I don't need to stay there. I can choose a better yeah. attitude. I can choose a higher frequency, like you said, which is really good. So then what are the last few steps? So step um, after flip it, step five is to release it. So we carry energy in our bio field. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of people don't under, I didn't learn any of this stuff until, you know, I was 30 in my thirties. So I I just feel like it's 
it needs to be taught that everything's energy and energy from your past will continue to follow you until you release it. And, you know, people say, oh, I feel like bad things always happen to me. I have this dark cloud that, that follows me around. Well, that's your energy body. Um, we have to process and release those emotions from the past. Um, so I, I have a whole chapter dedicated to releasing repressed emotions and there, you know, there's some difficult trauma that happens to people that you might need a professional to help you, um, and definitely get it, but you can release these emotions. And once you do, it's like a weight has been lifted from you. And then this is where the fun part starts. Step six is to reprogram. So you can actually reprogram your mind, your way of thinking, feeling, acting, which is going to improve your results in life. So I teach you how to reprogram your mind. And then step seven is to resonate because you have to resonate in the energy of what it is you're trying to attract or become. So if I want to, um, let's say I want to manifest my soulmate, the love of my life. I did this actually. I, I, I do workshops where I teach people how to vision three years into the future um, and how to really be very clear because clarity is power, mm -hmm. specificity, like be very, very specific with your vision of what it is you want. I say you have to five sense it. So you have to see it, <laughs> feel it here, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. in your mind's eye, then you have to speak it. You have to believe it. Okay. But then you have to resonate. So that means you have to put on the energy of that person now. So for instance, I'm going to be interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. So I have to show up and I have to act and speak and resonate in the energy of me sitting in Oprah Winfrey's garden in Maui, being interviewed by her because I can, I will, and I am. And when you do that, mm -hmm. you put the how on hold because the universe is infinitely expanding. There's a quantum field. There's a zero point. There's all kinds of stuff that we can go into quantum physics. Um, but if you have a burning desire, grateful expectation, and you believe it 100% without a doubt, then you take action every single day, baby steps. Yep you can achieve it. Yep. And I think what you so just described right there, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that's the seven step system. Yeah. After you're done with the seven steps, I, you rinse and repeat. So you just continue to rinse and repeat those steps until, um, there's a, there's the 2190 rule. It takes 21 days to break a habit, 90 days to reprogram a way of thinking. That's why most coaching programs are 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after the seven step system, if you want to go deeper, I have a supplemental coaching program. I offer to master your mindset, heal your soul. Nice. So it really is a transformational system. Yes. And I think what you described there at the end, the kind of this last part, the steps five, six, seven, and in the resonate, what I, most of my audiences are Christian, um, men and women who are, don't think that way. Yet my challenge to the listener is I think you think that way and you don't realize it. There's a lot of a lot of this idea of quantum physics, which I actually love the research there, and a lot of my work and research in trauma. This is the 
language in terms of energy and and that resonating that I don't even like personally at first or didn't like. And I've learned to understand that when I understand what this means as a Christian, mm-hmm. it changes everything. It's that, everything Jesus showed us to do. And I mean, we need to be careful that we're not like sometimes we can set an intention in a direction that we don't need to be going in. So we end up, and this is what I tell my, my college students is oftentimes they set an intention to marry someone that they have no business marrying. Right. So it's oh, like, yeah. careful. That's why I almost tell some of my students, you need a committee around you, helping you with this. You need people in your life. But the idea of resonating is I do really true, truly call forth, if you will, kind of what happens next. So a lot of what we're dreaming isn't happening because we truly don't believe it. We don't believe God can do it. We don't believe the world can do it can, or the, you know, the universe can do it. We don't believe anything. We feel stuck. And so your system actually really does walk through a person through, and I love the rinse and repeat, but this is a constant over and over and over as you deal with different parts of yourself. Yeah. And it, for me, it's like the science behind spirituality. I, I, I believe quantum physics and, and some of the things that, you know, when I talk about energy, vibration, frequency, to me, it made sense because it explained spirituality where, you know, I, I'm a Christian, you know, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in, you know, Buddha and there's, there's other spiritual teachers that have been trying to show us the same thing that we're love. and love is all there is. And if we can, um, discern between the egoic lens and the spiritual lens Mm -hmm. and choose in the moment, but faith, you know, having faith in God is that's it. It's your belief. It's a belief in a higher power, which is there and will work for us. If we believe it and truly connect to that power it's in us. Oh, I want to say Neville Goddard. If you haven't heard of Neville Goddard, amazing, amazing. Like he wrote books in the 1940s that really kind of take the Bible and explain it in different terms. And I just like different perspectives because I feel like everybody can connect with certain perspectives. So it's another resource, you know, maybe for the listeners. And one of the ones I've read a lot of in the last few years is Bruce Lipton, Dr. Yes. Lipton, and he doesn't come from a faith perspective, but yet he's looking at all the different religions and showing the biology of belief is a great book of his yep. looking at, uh, again, not from a faith perspective, but from a science going, this is real and lives, lives are changed when we do believe. And that's where I, I mean, my faith and my belief is very central to who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's is in a sense. And the mm-hmm. sad thing is most people don't really, really realize what they do believe in. They just kind of know there's a power there, but they all have a belief system. They have a belief system, whether they can do this or not, whether they can accomplish this or not, whether they have the p- passion or skills or talent to do this or not. Mm-hmm. Um, in my journey, I was very passionate to become a musician and a um, a person that led, led worship and went missionary in music. And I'm in college and my professor sit me down my junior year and say, you're not graduating. You don't have enough talent. And my whole world crumbled. Yeah. 
And it was crazy as they loved me enough to be honest with me. They cried with me. They prayed with me. They were incredible men that actually said, you can't do this. Now, there were three of us that day during this few weeks that they told that to. Two of us went on to do different things. One of the guys proved him wrong. One of the guys said, I will become Good. an ethnomusicologist. He got his doctorate. He's in it. Good. For me, it was like, oh, okay. Crisis, 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 crisis. But then I had one elective and I took a counseling class. And my whole world changed. Yeah. Well, sometimes some of us are so close, but we're not quite there. Mm-hmm. Our passion is so intense, which I had so much passion, but I was in the wrong place. And when I finally was given the chance to kind of look elsewhere, it was like, oh my goodness. And I could just, this whole new person came out. And then I went from being a C and D student to two master's degrees, doctorate, postdoc, writing books, like doing things I never thought I could do because of exactly what you tag it, remember it, feel it, flip it, release it, reprogram it, resonate, uh, rinse and repeat. I love that. Um, That's awesome. That's beautiful and very helpful tool. Thank you. And congratulations to you for getting to where you are. It's, it takes work. It takes commitment, but that's the journey and life we're here to experience and evolve. And you, I love that you said that you worked hard single mom, which is Mm -hmm. bless you. Thank you. To get to a place that you're like, I'm at the top and I'm not it. Like this isn't it. Mm -hmm. That's sad to say to me, that's where a lot of Americans are heading is you're going to find one day that you worked so hard and now you're so lonely or you're so detached or you're so exhausted why what for what purpose connect to your power passion and purpose i think people lost that weeks months years decades ago sometimes and that's why i want to speak to high school and college kids like Mm -hmm. that's that's my target group that i really want to hear the message that you know you have a power breathing you than any condition or circumstance and you can do anything but we get stuck in the you know, the illusions of life, the instant gratification, the I'm going to be a millionaire YouTuber, whatever it is. (laughs) It's like, we're seeking this pot of gold, right? Right. And I don't care how big your pot is in your own mind. You have a, like a pot, you know, maybe it's a hundred thousand, maybe it's 500,000, a million, whatever your pot is. Once you get that pot, it's not going to be it. It's not it. And that's, that's what we don't realize when we're younger. And I feel like, you know, why are people wise when they're older? They're wise from the experience of life to see. (laughs) Yeah. Or the feedback, right? Because I don't believe there are failures. I believe it's all feedback. Yeah. It's feedback for us to take and say, okay, what have I learned from this and what can I do differently? Because if we continue to do the same thing, you're going to continue to get the same results. And who is contributing? Well, I think that's where we're at too with jobs. You get a job and you, mm-hmm. you are, you're saying one thing you're, I want this, I want that, but you're still in the same job five years later, 10 years later stuck because mm-hmm. the truth is we're probably uh, idolizing comfort more, even though yes. we're not comfortable. So we're making whatever we're making. We're not comfortable. 
but we idolize not not having big changes versus risk. Risk is scary. Risk yes. is terrifying. Change. Change is I remember scary when I loaded up my family, three little little kids, and moved from Georgia to Oregon, driving cross country for nine days, driving a U-Haul, going, "I am insane. What in the world are we doing?" And my wife hadn't even been here yet. Um, and but our belief, my wife and I's belief was, if it's not the right fit. We'll load up and do it again. And go. so luckily, both of us think that way. So mm-hmm. the risk was small for us. For others, they're they're afraid to move across town. They're pr- afraid to move you know, two towns over. So each of us have a different bandwidth of what that might be. Um, but who you partner with is really important as well. Who you mm-hmm. listen to, who you let, let speak into you. There are people that are not speaking health into you. They're speaking... Right. Um, what's even a good word for that? They, they're holding you back. They're hurting you. And so who you partner with is so important. So important. And you really, you know, for younger people listening, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we try to fill a void within us with things on the outside. Yes whether it's another person, you know, this person's going to, you know, I'm going to find somebody to love me. me. (laughs) Right. Make Make me happy. happy. Yeah. None of that. You have to be happy here. You have to love yourself inside before that'll ever be successful. Um, And I think it took me way too many relationships and way too many years to realize that. Mm -hmm. And when I did, realize this and apply this own system of transformation to my life. I found my love myself. And that's when I manifested my soulmate. Nice. So I know my wife and I, we met, um, at the time I was told by doctors, I would never have a job again. I was told by doctors, I would probably homebound. I was told by doctors that I could basically be done. I was working on my doctorate didn't know why, because I was walking with a cane. I was a mess. Uh, high, high doses of prednisone. I was just a, a wreck. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool is I met her through actually a dating app <laughs> um, online. And we married 10 months later. And in those 10 months, I was in the hospital three times. And when she married me, her future view was that she would have to take care of me. Talk about humbling. I mean, just so humbling. And then to watch, she's now been a stay-at-home mom for 14 years and hasn't worked. And I've had two to four jobs and I go hiking and backpacking and ride a Harley. And the story was changed. Partly, I partnered with an amazing partner. Yeah. But also we took risks. If I had stayed doing what the doctors were telling me to do, I would not be where I'm at. Yeah. I found new ways and learned to take care of myself. And it was a belief system for me. Part of my belief system was I will never take a penny from the government when it comes to um, uh, disability. Mm-hmm. And I know others have to, I understand that. But for right. me, it was just like, I'm going to do this. Even mm-hmm. if I have to work any kind of job, it has to be. And so cool to see God guide us and, and, then the people that we put around us and our church family and our, our families and just what that builds. So teenagers and young adults, that's my heart and passion too, is 
you're probably being misguided by too many people. Careful yeah. who you listen to. Yes. That you're meant for something way bigger. And if you're so focused on yourself, you do need to love yourself, but you're just, you're so focused on yourself and it's all about you and that pot of gold. Mm-hmm. You're going to find utter failure in a sense, as in you're going to quit. Cause that's, that's the failure. Failure is when you quit. Mm-hmm. If you make mistakes and you learn from it, then you're proceeding forward. But um, my heart for you is that you find that this, this kind of skill and tools, there's so many good ones. And this is a really good one that can actually transform your life. Yeah. And awaken you just, you know, yes. sometimes we just need to wake up. You know, yeah. I say we're, we're a bunch of supercomputers walking through life on autopilot. Oh, that's so scary. Right. So but scary. it's so true. I mean, we, you know, people go through, you know, it's just the same, it's the same day over and over again. It's like Groundhog Day. day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I get up, I do this, I go to work, I come home, I do the same thing next day. Well, Hey, you're not meant here. That. Here's what I've learned too, is I say that most people will wait for the wake up call to kind of wake up. Right. And those come in the three D's death, disease, or divorce. I hate to say that, but That's it's true. true. It's true. And for me, my wake up call was when my dad passed away at 60 years old, unexpectedly from pneumonia. Mm. Um, And that was just my wake up call to life to say, okay, I'm going to start taking action because tomorrow isn't promised to any one of us. Um, And we really need to live today as if it's our last, because this is the moment. The present moment is the gift that we have to experience. And too often we're stuck living in the past or we're stuck worrying about the future, stressed or anxious. So if we could just be here now in our just, and just be love and, and just be yeah, just be, and that means be with the people that we that we love. That means investing in other people. It means that power, passion, and purpose isn't about me in the end. It's about what I'm giving to this world, what I'm to my family, to those around me, to those I work with. Because you literally walked away from a really good job, yeah, to take a risk to make a difference in the world, which is not normal, becoming more acceptable, but it's still a risk. And so bless you for doing that. That's incredible. Now Thank your you. website is Carrie Schmidt.com. Carrie Schmidt. So the, the link will be in the, the notes. Carrie Schmidt.com. Yep. Um, yes. And there you have not only access to, to purchase your book or you can go to Amazon to purchase your book. Um, but you have other, other resources, coaching program. Uh, what's the name of your book? It's called, oh, it's behind the screen. Yes. This is it right here. It's in print. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Behind the screen. The screen is your lens of life. So this book will, um, you know, I say most of most people see life through a foggy screen Mm -hmm. because we've been conditioned by our past experiences. So the screen is your lens of life of how you view your environment how you view yourself, how you view other people, how you think those people perceive you. It's just kind of a mirror in a matrix of these perceptions and reflections and all of that shapes our reality. So if you want different results in life, if you want to improve, you kind of got to get behind your screen. You got to go into your subconscious program 
that's running your life 95% of the time. And you might need to clear some of those programs out. <laughs> Love it. That's a great picture. Great picture. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie, Carrie-Schmidt.com and your book, uh, just lost name, but yeah, behind the screen, behind the screen, yeah, behind it's the screen. available on Amazon. If you get it, please, uh, leave a review. Leave those, leave those reviews help <laughs> us reach more readers, you know, share it with your friends, family, community. And if there's anybody who needs a speaker, I am looking to speak to as many people as possible, specifically college or high school students. So anybody out there, just reach out. I'd love to come speak for you. Awesome. Well, Carrie, it's so much, so, so great talking with you and getting to know you and look forward to seeing all you do uh, to impact this world for, for the better. So great to meet you. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank but, you for all of uh, everything you're doing too. And kudos to you on your journey of just being amazing. So it's thank great. You. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It's been an honor to serve. If you're struggling and in need, Dr. Gilbert provides a free consultation for new clients. Check out his website at healinglives.com to book a call. If this has been helpful to you, please share it, leave a review, and help us get the word out so that we can see lives changed, marriages touched, and more people come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more help and resources, check out Dr. Gilbert's website for books, courses, and more trainings at healinglives.com. Bless you and your family and all God wants to do in and through you. Remember, your marriage and family are worth fighting for. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert. See you next time.